0: welcome to loving your garden the better gardening podcast part of the loving your garden facebook group Uh, thank you to all the new followers on the podcast great to have you with us this week, we're discussing the RHS, the Royal Horticultural Society, what it is and how it can help you. But we're also hooking up with our old friend, John Sterland, himself an RHS member for many years. And, of course, my partner in crime, Richard Chuck. Uh, evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, so, uh, well, I think between us, we're, we've got about three storms going on, haven't we? Um, uh in different parts of the country uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh, actually my storm has stopped i think we've got a rainbow now so uh, I, i've got thunder and lightning as we speak so it's not raining yet though this is the story of uh, of may uh 2021 <laughs> yes so richard how, how are things how how has your week been it's been all right my shoulder's not so great well that's my fault isn't it okay john yourself Oh yes, I
1: keep planting a few bits. There was absolutely nothing in the garden, so we made borders and planting as we go. I brought quite a few bits. I've had a nice, got a nice liatris. Uh, I planted this week, so um, yeah, we'll just going through the year. Um, obviously, there's so many people go out into the garden centres and buy everything at this time of year. And then they find a fantastic spring display and nothing for the rest of the summer. So, you know, it is worth doing that little bit of planning, as David Stevens and people like that will tell you. Of course.
0: um, uh, Well, I was in the the garden centre today, and luckily, my wife stopped me because uh, I I saw a, I saw a sort of pagoda type uh, (laughs) piece of uh, sculpture, and I thought, oh, yeah, that would look good in the back garden, and I very nearly put my uh, hand on into my wallet, uh, but uh, I was stopped. That's hideous, she says. (laughs) Okay, all right then. (laughs) Uh, So. Okay well we're going to d- discuss the Royal Horticultural Society uh, this week uh, because it's it's a very important organization for gardeners well look you've been a member John for well 50 years you got your yeah. medal to prove it yeah <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm not kidding either
2: john uh, i can see you now can I, you show me it later because you was trying to oh, show right. me it last time and i couldn't
0: see uh, it come on john you got it just uh, happens uh, to have it with him. Right, he well, well, it I should be he actually does, really
1: but yes that's a, the, well the thing is rod it's our lead it's horticulture's lead body isn't it
2: so there we are look i oh, yeah, i can't see it, it. does look that's like it. a meritorious it, 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 oh, military, it, military service you,
0: it's, you know it's a, not like a trench digger
2: you want to sell it <laughs> no thank you
0: <laughs> uh, well congratulations i mean it, you have committed a lifetime to horticulture yes, so I mean, it's nice to get a then, little bit of recognition t-
1: talking about the rhs it's wonderful because you know it's our lead body and um it, it is very nice i don't know whether the bricklayers guild or whatever give a you know bricklayers who've done 50 years a a, a special brick or whatever but you know, it is it is really really nice that the the RHS do this sort of do this sort of thing.
0: I would hope it's an engraved trowel uh, rather than a brick. Um, I, I, yeah. I actually
1: got an engraved trowel once when we did, did a, a a tree planting at the University of Nottingham with Ian Cook many years ago. That fabulous. Go.
0: Yeah. Well, look, let's hear from the chief advisor of the RHS, and that is Guy Barter.
3: Well, the Royal Horticultural Society is a 200-year-old plus charity, and you, but most people know it for the Chelsea Flower Show, and we do run several flower shows, notably Hampton Court and Tatton Park in Cheshire. Um, but there's a lot more besides. Uh, we're a membership organisation, so everything we do is funded by our members or by our fundraising efforts or by the retail and trading arm of the RHS with over 500,000 members and on their generous donations depends all our work so as well as having shows and having a membership we also have gardens and a new garden the fifth garden is going to be opened at Bridgewater in near Manchester So we have gardens around the country uh, for our members can visit free of charge. We do a lot of science. We have about 60 scientists working on things that are of interest to gardeners, whether it's pests and diseases or front gardens or saving water. And we also have a very extensive community scheme so that uh, uh, communities, whether an allotment society or a neighbourhood group, are trying to make a garden in a disused piece of land also get support from the RHS communities team so that's a small taste of what we do We're, we are a charity and we aim to do charitable works.
0: You also are uh, an extraordinary source of information aren't you I mean your your data banks must be huge uh, in terms of the, the the plants and the species and uh, and just how to care for them I mean it's a, it's, it's a enormous database that you have on your website
3: yes a lot of it is hidden it's like an iceberg what you can see on top on the website is uh, supported by a lot of information underneath so on top there's a thousand pages of gardening advice that are free to anyone in the world with an internet connection to use that's part of our charitable activity and then we publish a book called the plant finder which is available online as find a plant which is um, all the plants, almost all the plants grown in British nurseries, and you can find out where to buy them and their various attributes and We also have a, a botanical database as well, and supporting all this uh, is a herbarium, the biggest herbarium in the world of cultivated plants that last time I asked the head botanist was eighty five thousand specimens that's not very big compared to say Kew Gardens, but they look after wild plants and we look after cultivated ones. And then we have a library, one of the oldest libraries in the world, devoted to horticultural activities. And uh, we have a collections of paintings, we have collections of photographs, and uh, of course, very great numbers of books and uh, magazines going back, um, well, for over a century in many cases. And also, surprisingly, things like seed catalogues and the seed catalogues are very important because until a plant appears in the seed catalogue, in the eyes of the, of of the the botanist it doesn't exist so that's a, a very important activity as well
0: well you talked about membership there you you talked about uh, half a million members what, what what does membership give you
3: well membership gives a, a number of interesting things first of all it gives uh, free entry to any of our rhs gardens five around the country from devon to essex and the new one in the north and that includes uh, depending on the membership thing you get a. Uh, guests as well it gives you free access for as much gardening advice as you can shift to our advisory service where we have uh, numerous about 30 uh, advisors and scientists able to who can answer any particular a uh, gardening question you have in mind you have priority to the tickets for our flower shows including chelsea And you also get to visit our partner gardens where we have an arrangement with gardens around the country, including some abroad in in France, for example.
0: Okay, so uh, what's to do then to become a member of the RHS? Uh, I imagine it's an online task, is it?
3: Well, certainly um, membership is available online at rhs.org.uk. Um, a lot of people join up at our gardens. They come along, they pay the full price of the ticket, which is not very expensive, but it's not cheap either. And they go in, they like what they see, and they convert to membership when they on the way out, and the price of their ticket is refunded. So many thousands of people join the RHS in that way. Or they join at the RHS flower shows.
0: Guy Barter, chief advisor of the Royal Horticultural Society. Well, it's, it's going back to what what you uh, gained from the RHS. I mean, what 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 do you think for for ordinary gardeners like myself? What what do you think the RHS can do?
1: I've been as I've been a member for a long, long time. Um, I mean, the garden, the the magazine is is oh, well is sorry. well worth. can get you can't oh.
0: get the star. <laughs>
2: Okay, carry on. <laughs> I
0: do apologize, dear listener. Uh, okay. You were saying, John.
2: Well, I forgot what I was saying.
0: <laughs> it was gonna get beamed up for a second. Yeah. You were saying that um the RHS, and um, we were saying, you know, what's in it for the gardener?
1: Well, I mean it's um yeah, I mean it does cost quite a lot to, to be a member, but it's worth it for the have to have the garden which is a fantastic magazine and particularly i would say in this modern day and age because many years ago 50 years ago when i first started it was very clicky i think if that's that's the word it was there was no common names of plants you had to know what Schizophragma hydrangeoides was, or you um, you had to look it up somewhere else because they only spoke in Latin terms. You know that was yeah. how it was. But now it's become much more user friendly for for the reader, and it, it, it really is a great read. When you when you look at it, no matter what you do, there's always this. The RHS is is there. To, for you, if yeah. what, no matter what you're doing, and uh, uh, one of the other things about being an advisor for the RHS, everything has to be done correctly. Um, oh, and that's the training. You, you know, yeah. you pop up to Harlow Car for training, and um, you know, there's no, ooh, you know, give it a bit of glyphosate, ooh. or you know, that'll do it. <laughs> and you know, you, you you can't, you know, it's it's all done in the RHS. In the RHS way, which is the right
0: way. So, what do they do? So, when you go up there, and uh, they, they all sort of, yeah. you have like a, a regimental sergeant major type person standing at the end of the uh, the plot, sh- shouting at anybody who does it wrong. <laughs> I mean, has, is it like that? <laughs> oh,
1: oh no! I mean, when you give advice, you have to put every every question that you've had down and uh, on paper, and 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 you've got your computers there to to go online if you. Um, if you if you need to, because nobody, nobody, fifty, sixty years, nobody knows everything about horticulture. Can, yeah. when, when you look at beans, no, no trees, great. and shrubs, yeah. it's thirteen volumes of enormous yeah. books, and um, you can't. Yeah. But um, you can show people, yeah. put people on the right path. Yeah, yeah. I never, never, ever. Um, as somebody who took a group round boots once it says i've got weeds coming up between my plants it says oh stick a bit of sodium chlorate on that'll sort them out it's also sort the plants out as well and somebody had to come in and say oh no no don't do that oh dear but that's not rhs that was somewhere else
0: (laughs) <laughs> right let's talk about jobs to be doing now we did do a little session on uh summer planting a uh, John, for for boom radio but uh let's just just quick recap stuff we can be doing now ready for summer because we're nearly there
1: we are nearly there isn't it it's bedding time all those sort of things i've got to admit i've already put some courgettes in and um, i'm just hoping but I mean, with if you've got three or four yet, you can always put a pot over them if we get any cold weather or a bit of fleece, something like that. So that side, the ornamental side, summer's going to come, so let's get on with it. And if your plants are getting too big at home anyway, they need really to go in. But it's always worth having that bit of fleece ready. And don't lay it on the plants. Try and always put Canes in or something to keep the fleece off the plants because frost can go through fleece if it's touching the leaves. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ah. yeah. So, Richard, uh, jobs um well at the minute i'm still well i've been working across the road from someone who's selling plants and i had some money in my pocket and i I can't resist it so i bought a load more geraniums because geraniums are good fillers as you know and i bought a load of them so i'm still putting plants in and i'm still moving out and moving plants around and and i've you know for me this time of year i've got a, a little border where i wanted one of my miscanthus that's really big and it's got crocosmia, you know, um, lucifer seedlings. And I've never, ever seen so many. If anybody wants any, I have thousands of them. And I've had to dig them out. And I'm, I'm when I say I'm digging out clumps <laughs> like this, Rod and John, I am not kidding you. There's hundreds of them. So, so really, I'm trying to get rid of some of this old stuff. So I'm in a different position to what you are, John. I'm sort of digging out. Mind you, you're new I'm other to your new garden, aren't you? Of course you are, you're you're yes, newer to yes, your garden than I yes. am to this one because you've only just moved there. Because we're up here quite high aren't we? and it's holding back everything. And I don't know if it's like that in Norfolk, John. Cause you're even worse down there, are you? Oh, no, yeah, <laughs>
1: we're, well, we're 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 quite low, so there's there's nowhere really high in Norfolk. It's um, well, I like know. Yeah, but, um, there, but I mean, we're not cold in it. Yeah, it is. Yes, it, yeah. it can be. It can be cold it's colder in very cold in winter very hot in summer because it's on sandy soil and th- that's why the stone curlew's nest there and you get different yeah. insects than anywhere else in britain and different plants as well because it's yeah. a continental climate from here and this to is what makes Bedford. gardening
0: so fascinating isn't it because you because wherever oh, you it, it are you know you're having yeah. to adapt to, to soil conditions the weather
1: it's amazing. There's a garden out here, Alan Gray. Um, the old uh, Alan oh, is brilliant. Fantastic. The old vicarage, he, it's so near the coast, you can see Aidsborough Lighthouse yeah. from his garden. It's got, it's in funny. fact, his hedges have got windows yeah. in, so you can see <laughs> things out of them. Yeah. And
2: obviously, he could
1: not create a garden. The first thing he had to do was to build, to create this windbreak. Yeah. And once that had started to develop, The world was his oyster. It is a stunning garden. You must go, Rob. Uh, You uh,
0: must. It's it's fantastic. Okay, I'll stick it on the list. Uh, Well, I think that about wraps it up, guys. Thank you both for your time. And that concludes series one of Loving Your Garden podcast. Uh, We're going to take a few weeks off so we can get on with some serious gardening, among other things. Uh, We're going to take stock of how the podcast is done and do feel free to get in touch and suggest improvements we could make. Uh, And I'll be considering just that as as uh, we uh, continue through the summer with a fresh format ready for the busy autumn season. And don't forget to look up Loving Your Garden Facebook group where you'll find lots of friendly, knowledgeable, inspiring gardeners and some great ideas. In the meantime, enjoy your gardening.